Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hello and welcome back to Higher Priestess. I am Persephone. And I am Erin. And in this episode, we are discussing... (laughs) And you are... (laughs) And who are you? (laughs) And who am I? (laughs) Little Gilderoy Lockhart reference for (laughs) fans. Just some Harry Potter going on there. We've asked you for your sitches because a lot of you are struggling with toxic friends and friend breakups and friendship dilemmas... And they're fucking, some of them are juicy and infuriating. Oh, love it. Also kind of outgrowing your friendships. Like what happens when you and your friend who you were close but have kind of gone different ways and it's like, what, like, how does that? You're not a match. Honestly, it's not a match. You've swiped left. Shall we go straight in? Any, any honourable quarantine mentions is my new thing that I ask you. Um... I think we have to shout out Animal Crossing. Of course, but not the new one because we don't have it. <laughs> this is how lame we are. Also, like, I'm not like other girls. I don't play <laughs> Animal Crossing on a Switch. <laughs> we don't have New Horizons. We play Wild World. Wild World on my MacBook Air from an old website called, like, Arcade Stop. <laughs> that is so... It's awful. And the frame rate is way off and everything's awful. Well, I'm one step up. I'm playing New Leaf. Which is just one... You're living a life of luxury. Yeah, I know. It's it's on at least a 3DS. Like, it's nowhere near a Switch. But it's a 3DS. It's like, okay. But it's quite embarrassing. It's got loads of stickers that I put on my 3DS when I was, like, younger. One is so embarrassing. And it's so embarrassing because I also had this sticker on my laptop when I went to work. Like, when I was on, like... So it must have not been that long. It was kind of, like, four years ago. Um, yeah, when you were, like, 18. Yeah, and it was a big sticker in pink that says, Feminist! Oh, cool. And it kills me. It kills me because, like... <laughs> That's cute. Like, I honestly thought that was, like, my brand. Like, I'm it kind of... I'm not like other girls. Like, feminist girl. It kind of is. Feminist girl. Right. On my work laptop. Yeah. Pink and white. It's, like, bubbly. It's, like, bubbly writing. It's, like, a baby pink and it's not cute. It's kind of the opposite of feminist as well because I'd be writing for my old job at this wedding, like, magazine, writing about, like, how to lose weight for your wedding. <laughs> big sticker on my thing. Feminist. <laughs> it's like, I'm literally... <laughs> I'm literally killing It was a big women. fuck you to everyone else in the office. I'm literally killing women's self-esteem and at the same time a self-proclaimed feminist. It's awful. <laughs> it's absolutely awful. Well, we do what we got to do. So yeah, I'm reliving some nightmares, but I'm also in the fun, fun world of Animal Crossing. So stunning. What's your world called? Echo. It always is. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> it's always called Echo. Really? Yeah, because I always play this game called Harvest Moon. I don't know if I've mentioned it to you. Yeah. Which I'm obsessed you with. You've mentioned it to me. 
you've mentioned it to me millions of times but this might be if you're listening the first time you've ever heard it but trust me there's lots more mentions to come (laughs) there's more where that came from (laughs) genuinely if you play harvest moon please 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 dm us because i'll talk to you about harvest moon until the sun goes down like honestly i love it so much i've been playing that i've been playing tale of two towns if anyone hits me up i'm trying to marry cam he's not biting also trying to marry some of a guy called kana but he's also not biting (laughs) That's what's going on in my life right now. Oh, I've also been playing... Did you ever play The Sims Herb, Sims in the City on Game Boy Advance? No, never. I wanted it though. And then I also was playing The Sims Busting Out on Game Boy mm-hmm. Advance. Those are the games. But mm-hmm. I'm not playing them on my Game Boy Advance because that's nowhere to be seen after my parents' traumatic divorce. <laughs> um, so I'm playing it on my laptop on an old website. I never liked their um, sort of spin-off, like different console games. Did you remember one that was called My Sims? Yeah. And it was kind of, they were big bobbleheads. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah, it was awful. In my opinion. I would never slander the franchise. Oh, I'm slandering. <laughs> I would never slander my franchise. But that's what I've been up I'd to. Be, my Sims family are thriving, though. Good. My Sims family are called The Embers. And they've all got names like Echo. Fire, Flame. No, not Echo. Echo's the name of my daughter in future. But similar, similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So similar. That style. Kind of, they've all got kind of, they're all called like Scorpio, things like that. <laughs> like they're quite cool yeah. names in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like the lamest sort of all names. I love that Sims is now socially acceptable. Yeah, it's sad that it's not. It's sad that it's not. Like, why is it socially acceptable to like watch? I've been watching Netflix, like, I've been binging Tiger King. It's like suddenly that's romanticized. Ugh. We really make me sick. It's a weird thing, isn't it? That's like, mm. you're, it's kind of cool, guys. Like, right, I've just been watching Netflix, but it's like, that's just watching TV. Like, you're just watching TV. Yeah. That's not a cool, hot thing. Like, you've basically just been watching Come Dine With Me. In reality, like, you're covered in kind of ketchup. Yeah. And, like, Dorito dust. Yeah. It's not hot. And the TV is on in the background. Like, it's not, it's, yeah, it's not like a cutesy thing. But it's been made aesthetic. It's like, Netf- let's net- watch Netflix. But yeah. it's like, or it's like, I've just done nothing but watch Netflix for days. And it's like, why is that hot? You've literally just been watching Dinner Day on ITV, essentially. But I do kind of love that it's hot as well. Oh, yeah, it needs to be because it's, um, it's my lifestyle. <laughs> but I do, I kind of enjoy the romanticisation of things. In what way? I quite, I quite like it. I quite making like a tiny normal thing really cute. Oh yeah, I was watching a YouTube video the other day, and they're like, "I'm making my morning tea. It's, it's my, my ritual. ritual. I yeah, put the exactly. Tea bag in, and I put the water in. It's like, God, you've managed to make making a cup of tea aesthetic. It's like, God, you really have a. Ho- I like it. Yeah. Yeah, but it is true that I think it comes down to that, like human ritual and like our tendency to need um like a pattern and also like something to celebrate especially in times of trauma oh my god yeah literally it's like oh what so now a cup of tea is like totemic of your life yeah and it is it's like every morning i have a tea like i need my cup of tea in the morning yeah i completely agree i actually do need my cup of tea in the morning but it's also like it's weird that it's been made into like your morning routine it's like i'm not even thinking that of that as part of my routine but like it's not even a, it's just like, a. you don't even think of it. It's like, before you know, you just got a tea in your hand. It's not like I'm putting the tea bag in. But that's why I quite like the romanticisation, because it makes me enjoy those things more. 
Yeah, I get it. Like, having a bath for me has changed since I was, like, 10. Before it was like, all right, I'll just get in the bath. Now it's like, yeah. oh, it's my ritual of my bath time ritual. <laughs> it's, like, so stunning. Literally. <laughs> I'm putting crystals in my bath these days. Yeah, it's, like, a whole thing. So I think it's quite nice. Like, I put crystals in the water. Like, I put, like, a big fat crystal. So they sink right to the bottom. I step on them. They're quite sharp. Oh. Well, I know where they are. But when it's a bubble bath, sometimes you've got to be a bit careful. <laughs> Do you ever have, like, bath salts and they don't... um like kind of they're not like a most they're Dissolve. not like dissolving properly yeah well we got that one from goddess provisions our sponsor we love goddess provisions yeah they were really nice we got this lavender um bath soak thing i used them all in one go did you no i've been really like eking it out like one salt at a time uh, <laughs> <laughs> you've been charlie bucketing it <laughs> one grain of salt <laughs> i'm really like um a spoon at a time like a little shake. Wow. It's because I've got weird flax, but okay, an abundance <laughs> of bath salts. When I say literally like a like a like a five litre paint bucket oh my God. of bath crystals, I have that and then like loads of other Okay, yeah, you're not you're not needing it. I kind of So it's kind of like I need to get through this shit. I kind of have the <laughs> one thing. There's only thing. so many baths to be had. <laughs> I just have the one thing and I'm like Let's make this last till let's save till this. June. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> till the next box of Goddess Provision comes yeah. along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Shall we get into the questions? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I need to get them up. <laughs> I kind of want to ask you some questions about friendship though. Okay, you go. So what are your thoughts on like toxic friendships, healthy friendships? Like, do you think within your history of friendship that you have like worked out a way to keep your friendships? healthy or like do you still struggle with like toxic friendships outgrowing your friendships like what is your what are your friendships like in life hmm I think sometimes my perspective on it my perspective on friendships and the reality of my friendships is not um like don't always align yeah I agree as in I feel like verbally or like in my like kind of um if I'm like introspective I think communication is everything and that Mm -hmm. to me is healthy and that to me is like the way to make things work. Unfortunately, um, like I'm not perfect, so I'm not a perfect communicator in all scenarios. And then beyond that, you could be perfect. doesn't mean someone else or your friend is going to be Mm -hmm. also the perfect communicator. And almost like willing to go there with you. Exactly. If you can be asked to go there. Yeah, not everyone is kind of... The problem, I think, with friendships is with romantic relationships, there's an expectation and like a standard that you will meet in the middle and you will match the energy that is being, Mm -hmm. you know, it's much more reciprocal. Whereas I feel like in friendships, things are let slip. And it's constantly being questioned. Yeah. With relationships, it's like um, romantic relationships. If this isn't working, you'll dip out, hopefully. Yeah. With friendships. And also with romantic relationships, it's like you're only expected to have one. So it's constantly under analysis it's constantly being like um under a microscope constantly being looked at examined is this the best i can get yeah whereas with friendship it's like i've got so many of them and they're spread all over the globe yeah (laughs) yeah huge huge web of them because i've got so many of them that it's like i'm not only just balancing it's not just one relationship i can't keep an eye on them at all times yeah it's kind of it was easier when you're in primary school it's like you're my first best friend you're my second best friend and you're my third best friend but now it's like okay well i have about Seven thousand, not seven, ridiculous. Seven got about thousand. seven. All of you guys. 
7,400 of you. Besties. But I've got about, what, seven second best friends and like all of this stuff. And it's just sort of like, yeah. okay, so I'm kind of, you're balancing all of this stuff. It's like, something's got to give. I'm like looking after you at the moment, but I've also got to, it's so unromantic, but a lot of admin. Mm. And often I think in romantic relationships, your expectation of what you would want from a romantic partner is often mirrored by the person that you choose to be in a relationship with versus you could be friends with a whole load of people who see a good friend as something that is very different to what you are or what you would want. Yeah. It's tough. Totally. And also it's like, what's the expectation? Because I have some friends that I used to see all the time. And now it's like, I don't need to see you all the time. It doesn't mean I don't want to be friends with you. It just means that has shifted. Mm. or I don't need to phone you all the time and it's just things have shifted I don't want to be in constant comms with everyone I know I really don't it's just quite weird that it shifts yeah so what do you think yours are like what's your friendship landscape looking like these days again I think I could be a better communicator or push that more because I think what we'll come to in this is that communication is key it's like so fucking obvious and it literally is the mm. answer to life mm. but it's like why can none of us fucking do it then and be consistent with commu- with communication yeah it's really difficult because even though I think you and I are good communicators yeah but with each other we're good communicators with each other but that's because we will match mm. it's almost like also in our lives <laughs> I was going to say we're on a similar path. We're on the same path right now. Like, <laughs> we're hand, hand, we're in, hand, hand. in hand. Honestly, the animals walk too. How is that the second time we've said that in the season? I don't know. Um, but it's difficult because even though I have friendships that are like insanely, like of the utmost importance to me. Yeah. They're not necessarily on the same. They don't view um, like... They don't view life in the same way as me, let alone relationships. I think that's one of the main issues in my friendship landscape is that there there kind of tends to be a bit of a disconnect between like um, worldview. Mm. And that is, and especially I really, really, really struggle with like a political difference in that I am, I mean, you may have guessed from this podcast that we're both like left wing, liberal. What? I'm a fucking Tory. <laughs> You're like, Brexit till I die, Brexit till I die. <laughs> um, yeah, so then, and I have a few of my friends that that's just worldview and like political, um, like compass, just do not align. And I just really struggle with like communication in that way of like, if I tell you what I think and you tell me back, there's going to be an argument. So what? We just both turn a blind eye. We just both ignore each other. But I completely disagree with you. Yeah, it's like, what, I'm supposed to reserve some energy Mm -hmm. ready to, like, essentially argue with people who I really care about. Yeah, about about topics that I really care about. And the sad thing is that no one's changing. It's like, as much as I am set in my thing of I am not budging, I'm not budging on Mm. those views that I believe... Why should they? Yeah, they're not budging on the fact that they don't... They think... Oh, but they're taking the money. They're taking the jobs. They're not budging. <laughs> they're Who not are you budging. talking about here? I have friends that genuinely believe that and have said very, very similar things and have voted for Boris Johnson and very, very right wing things in their life um, and stand by that with like their full chest. Mm. And they're not budging. They're not going to budge because I one day say, wait, but have you thought about um, maybe the fact that's yeah. a bit um, boop, like wanky of you to think that? And they're like, yeah, but... <laughs> They fight it. Yeah, it's difficult because then obviously, how could we ever get back to, you're my number one best friend and you're my number two yeah. best friend and you're my number three best and friend in primary school. It's like, our, our issues are so far yeah. 
from what they once were. Like, and even then, things were dramatic. It's like, I don't have time to write a list of you. Exactly. Oh, it's crazy. Literally, yeah. So friendship is complicated. And I think we're going to get into the answer of life. The answer to everything is communication, mm. but it is still the fucking hardest thing to do to like fucking say, say what you're actually thinking and actually give a shit what they think. I think a lot of people also hear communication is key. It's all about communication and translate that in their minds as to arguments, confrontation. Yeah. Like kind of being so vocal about things and oh my God, it's so uncomfortable and blah, blah, blah. It's not necessarily, you just have to be honest. Yeah. And also care about what they're going to say, because I think that's one of the things it's like when you say to me, communication is key oh brilliant talking that's my special skill i'll just say that say what i think but it's like yeah you have to listen and you might even have to question yourself and do all the difficult stuff yeah the communication isn't just saying what you think and turning a blind eye it's do you think it's worth it yeah it's not just write a monologue and say that it's like a whole it's just so much more yeah it's no it's a dialogue (laughs) it's a full duologue honestly you thought it was a monologue oh no it's, it's a dialogue, a dialogue guys. <laughs> You've got to learn your lines and you better know your cues. <laughs> Should we do some questions? Yeah. Okay, we both loved this question, right? More than life itself. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love doing things like this because it just shows how everyone is dealing with the same, honestly, same shit different day. Is that <laughs> we really do all be living the same life? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so they say, my friend said she wants to be curvy like me i'm a size 10 and insecure because of her comments this makes my absolute blood boil curdle because it's just so i mean this is just so relevant and we've seen this time and time and time and time and time again like mm-hmm. your friend basically being jealous of you and then saying something but also kind of bringing you down it's your drowning analogy we told it in one of them if you want to tell it again this is my thing that I always think about whenever someone's trying to tear me down. <laughs> um, essentially, it's often people in your life who are closest to you, um, but they just can't stand to see you happy or see you succeed. Mm-hmm. And they want to take a piece for themselves. And it feels like they are drowning, so miserable in their own lives, like so upset with themselves drowning mm-hmm. and they will happily use you and push your head down to keep them afloat my god shivers every time honestly retweet if you get shivers every time <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a real it's funny because that analogy obviously was a real um direct consequence of mm-hmm. a really similar situation to this of someone commenting constantly on my life and why i had things so easy or why i had things so shit and blah 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 just keep me and my name out of your fucking business, please. Out of I'm, your trying mouth. To, I'm trying to do my backstroke here. Honestly, I'm working <laughs> on. My, did you ever do a stroke that was called sculling? No. Do you remember that? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not the strongest swimmer. But <laughs> <laughs> well, there's one called sculling that I could never perfect, and I'm always trying to work on that when I I'd go for a dip. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? <laughs> it's kind of you lie completely straight on your black on your back, and you just move your wrists in circles. Oh my god. I don't have the wrist power for that. I broke my wrists a long time ago. <laughs> no, but then I invented my own stroke. Oh, what is it? Um, you lie very flat on your front. Ooh, kind of like you're dead. So, yeah. <laughs> and then you let yourself sink to the bottom and die. No, you just and you move your hands in kind it's called the helicopter, in like a helicopter motion. The fingers are pointed up and I suppose it does propel you somewhere, but not that very fast. <laughs> 
love it. Um, I'll but, give it a go. Yeah, give it a go, the helicopter. When I make it out alive of this quarantine scenario. <laughs> yeah, and don't have a pool, do you? No. <laughs> Far from. <laughs> so what do we think? Well, this question just gets me specifically because it hits me very hard because of the specifics because it says I'm a size 10 and people call me curvy which I am also a size 10 and if someone called me curvy with the connotations of curvy Mm -hmm. it would trigger a load of my like body dysmorphic tendencies and I think that would really if it was coming from a friend it would be particularly harmful to me so this one kind of gets my um like my blood curdling (laughs) yeah yeah if you've listened to the body image episode you know about our experiences with body image and things like that so I think this one here hits particularly hard because also women are so judged on their like appearances and just everything about their physicality that your friend commenting on your weight specifically is just I would say unacceptable Mm. and needs to be addressed selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I completely agree, and I completely agree, yeah, it needs to be addressed, because I think, as we've said already and I think what the theme that will come out what we will continue to say is essentially what you don't want to happen is for this to build up even more there's obviously some sort of pit of resentment already going on and you Mm -hmm. do not want it to fester or do you I don't know but if you don't and you want to you either want to cancel the friendship and you don't care about (laughs) the resentment or you want to you think this is worth keeping around and you want to make it nicer for both of you, yeah. then you're 100% going to need to address it properly with like real honest communication and it's not going to be easy. Yeah. Also, I don't think with comments like this, it's worth throwing the whole friend away because it's like everyone is so... As women, we live in such a weird um, weird society where we've been given all these insecurities that aren't our own and we've just internalised them all. So your friend has got a load of insecurities. They're carrying a load of shit about their body around like most of us are, like essentially all of us are. So it's it's going to come out and it's unfortunately come out at you, which is horrific. It's unacceptable. 
blah 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 it we know that it's not acceptable yeah but it's also just like it's worth questioning why they thought it was okay to say that why specifically it was about you um and Mm -hmm. how they're feeling about their own body i think it's about asking all of these questions rather than yeah and setting a very clear boundary of that is never ever okay to comment on that Mm. but but interrogating it rather than being like they're just a fucking insecure jealous bitch bye yeah why are they drowning yeah exactly it's like because we're all drowning yeah why were they drowning in the first place and then you can meet each other um kind of as equals part this life as equals but you can meet (laughs) as kind of you can both come in you're coming from the same perspective (laughs) the harry potter references are insane (laughs) as equals (laughs) <laughs> they met they left this life as equals so stunning though that's from the animated section of the deathly hallows oh, love it so my sister was saying the other day she didn't like that i was honestly saying this is one of the most stunning things i've ever seen in my life and i said it at the time and i'll say it again part this life as equals her voice <sighs> just when they make the bridge it's the bridge and it's and it's like it's the reflection of the water then it's the bridge oh uh. it's just like beyond it's beyond me so good yeah um okay so <laughs> just pull that back that might get cut <laughs> just raining that back in <laughs> who knows <laughs> the bridge though the bridge <laughs> it's like this podcast really is chaotic <laughs> honestly chaotic yeah um it's difficult as well because I actually think there's a lot of I think the reason often that a lot of us don't want to communicate or find it hard um to like approach that situation is because you end up feeling a bit ridiculous because it's like yeah if you don't say it there and then you've missed the slot it feels like it feels like the train has just gone on and you've missed the window and now you're just left kind of standing on the platform with your luggage that's like festering bad feelings towards your friend yeah and it's like what you're gonna bring it up in 10 months time yeah you said that one time and then it seems ridiculous but i think it's necessary i think i'm actually really good at this this is the thing that I think me and my friends have got really good at. And you've actually pointed this out, that me and a specific friend do this really well to each other. I always say you and Stella communicate so perfectly because whenever anything crops up, it's just immediate. And I had the pleasure of living with both Steffi and Stella last year. Yeah, like it was last year. Mm. And it's just nice to see. Anyway, take it away. I wasn't good at it, but we've developed it like between the two of us it's because you value the friendship as well we have just really mastered it and it's because of a long yeah and we've really worked through some not through shit but we've just we've just worked on our own insecurities together with stuff and um whenever something is said so i'm trying to think of an example but like if i said if she says oh which outfit do you prefer and i said oh i prefer that one i just think the other one didn't suit you something just random like that completely off like this didn't happen and then later she we like she would just say like she would just say hi by the way I actually I don't know why but that really upset me when you said that that didn't suit me and it would even no matter how ridiculous it is it will always be brought up because what then you go on the night out thinking god it just didn't suit me it's obviously because I'm so ugly and gross and blah, blah 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 and your insecurities just all come out if something has triggered you yeah but if you just bring it up to the person honestly it sounds so simple but it really will it's been a practice as well because some things seem so ridiculous that just can't you can't bring them up mm. it's like i can't i can't possibly and there's some things i would never bring up to anyone else that i'd bring up to her and be like when you said that specific thing yeah it triggered me for this reason like can you explain why you said that and what it was and and you and it's always always nothing yeah the always. benefits of that as well are um twofold because mm-hmm. 
not just are you resolving whatever situation it was and you get a chance to discuss kind of your insecurities and deal through your own issues and have a bit of a kind of therapeutic chat with someone that you care about. Mm. But just by having that communication where you both have to be brutally honest just shows that you care so much. It's just such a really important reminder of like, okay, here we are both yeah. fighting for something that we both want. Yeah, It's just so important. Yeah, because it's just a whole different way of communicating. Which has definitely taken me a long time. Like, when we first met each other, it's not like we're always throwing out... We're like, you look fucking gross. You look <laughs> yeah. <fucking> gross. <laughs> then yeah. we're having to apologise. It's like just noticing small things that go unsaid in conversations that just usually get blown under the um, rug. Mm. And just picking them out and being like, when you said that. So it just means there's nothing... Un- it really is a friendship where there's nothing unsaid. Yeah. Which is, to be honest, I think my kind of um, blueprint for all my other friendships same and rare yeah but it also it's work it's like it does take two people to be like yeah we're gonna commit literally we are in a relationship yeah but it's like two people committing to like okay we're gonna um not let emotions like insecurities rule some like i don't know it's just it's just it's just been really healthy yeah i think what's really important as well for the person who left this message is if you sometimes as well you don't say things straight away because you almost don't realize that it's upset you or you're not sure quite exactly. why you don't realize it's hurt you yeah or your instinct is to be like someone say oh curvy oh yeah cool yeah like laugh it off or something not that that is ever offensive just like, come out with something to- yeah you just make a big old joke or you just like yeah for, or just completely ignore it talk about something else blah, 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 you brush it away because the immediate kind of dig your your gut reaction isn't to be like oh let me have an amazing communication about this it does take a few minutes and sometimes it comes out an hour later and you realize wait why am i feeling a bit bad and you trace it back and go, oh it was because of that comment a weeks later yeah exactly and mm. yeah, so when we got asked this question, I initially thought of like this very specific example that we both witnessed between two of our friends. And it was such a bizarre thing that to, for someone to say, but also so common. And we've all heard this and we've all done this and we've all been the recipient of this kind of comment mm-hmm. so many times. But one of our friends was trying on a pair of jeans, was it? Yeah, she was trying on a pair of jeans and she, the other friends, and she said, oh my God, these are getting so tight on me. Like, I can't, they're always so tight on me. And the other friend said, oh, I have that pair of jeans too, but they're always so loose on me. (laughs) And it was just a, and nothing was said, nothing more than that. But it's just enough for the friend that was trying on the jeans, they were too tight, for that just to linger in her mind. And she brought it up to the rest of us later. It should have obviously been expressed to the person. But it was just that thing of like, um, that was such a camouflaged insult mm. that it, you can't you feel like you almost can't bring it up but it just goes somewhere in you of like oh thanks you basically just called me fat mm-hmm. but very very subtly and in a very manipulative way that you almost feel guilty to acknowledge it yeah i think also the common theme amongst a lot of your situations is the subtlety of what it means to be insulted yeah yeah and even if for in that example that you just gave even if the other friend it just came to her mind she said oh my god that's so funny because mine is so big like i keep meaning to like take them i keep meaning to get a smaller pair blah, blah blah yeah i can almost guarantee that after she said it even if she didn't intend to say it in that insulting way after she would have thought oh mm-hmm. oopsie and she very easily could have said i really didn't mean it like that by the way like yeah or even 10 minutes later be like oh it just sunk in that when i said that yeah it could have sounded like i was saying it like this and i 100 wasn't like did you were you upset by what i said etc yeah and that needs to become normalized 
that kind of conversation. Exactly, because I was going to say, that kind of conversation sounds so Extreme. jarring and almost unrealistic. Yeah. To be like, did it upset you when I said that? Or I've just realised what I said might have sounded yeah. really ridiculous and I just wanted to say sorry, like, did that upset you? I completely agree. But the more you say it, the more normal it becomes. And it should be, yeah, normalised because... That's the only way you get through without building up hatred for people that you spend a lot of time with. Yeah, exactly. Because now that was never expressed between those friends and... It will live on forever. But it kind of just does just live in you a little bit of like, oh, that time when they said that. And also, when you you were talking about the subtlety of things, and I think that's so key, because the subtlety for both of these examples is you are fat. But we acknowledge that being fat is not inherently bad. It's not a bad thing to be. We, we should be comfortable with being called that because it's not negative. We've only been encouraged to hate our body through bodies through the patriarchy. So it's like you have this weird guilt of the fact that shouldn't be an insult. Mm. But you are offended because we've been brainwashed. And it's this weird thing of like, you want to acknowledge why is that offensive? Yeah, you're not wrong for being insulted for being called curvy by one of your friends. That's valid. Mm. Yeah. And it's incredibly layered. Because we've all been told to hate, yeah. Yeah. General rule of thumb, just don't comment on what anybody looks like. Ever. Yeah. I, my mum always used to say things to me, of, don't comment on anything that somebody cannot choose. And I think that's really true, because it's like, mm. you could kind of say like, what a ridiculous hat that you're wearing. But you wouldn't say, <laughs> I hate your eye colour. It's like, oh, well, there's nothing I can do. I can get rid of my hat, but I can't, my eyes are forever brown. Like, it's just quite, um, I think, quite a good rule of thumb. Yeah. Room for improvement. I will always, always just um, push communication and authenticity with, like, authentic lack of ego conversation. With saying, not, I'm happy with my body. It's like, you don't need to be happy with your body. You don't need to be body positive here. You can just say. Often the immediate reaction is to overcompensate. Yeah. Yeah. I also just, it made me think about... Um, a similar situation I had and actually the situation that the drowning scenario came out of, which is hilarious. <laughs> I would be heartbroken if I like had some sort of relationship with somebody, we weren't friends anymore, and they came up with a whole like analogy of how I made them feel of drowning. <laughs> Awful. Yeah. But that's bad. Um I was in by the time I'd realized and picked up on all of the things over the years that they had said to me that made me feel a certain way, it was too late because they were no longer in my life. They're still alive, but no longer in my life, thank god yeah and i didn't want to i was in no position to contact them again and say hey when you said this on the 12th of december in 2012 it made me feel this way Mm. um so i wrote it all down i wrote like a long list of everything bad that i had stored in myself about me and like between us and blah 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 blah, and then just like got rid Mm. and that's quite nice i think really nice like if you're in a situation where someone has ever said anything to you and you're not you're not going to bring it up get it out of you i know it sounds like dumb to write it down but it actually is it quite nice because you can kind of write quite angrily and like, really scribble and like really press hard on the paper and just i love that and then it's like okay well i finally thought about everything you did so there's no need to think about it ever again write a letter 100 percent, and never send it yeah, because I'd constantly be going through my life thinking, I oh, fuck, I just remembered that thing that they said. I'd completely forgotten about that. Yeah. And it's like, if you keep remembering things bit by bit, if you kind of establish a new memory, which is just you and the paper, it's like just your memories, nothing to do with them. It's so true. And you rewrite all of those memories of just the way that you think about it. 
very healing. I also think that's a really healthy thing to do after a breakup. Maybe burn or it. After, yeah, I burnt it. Well, I did that. I told you about this. When I wrote a letter that I was never, ever, ever going to send and burnt it. And it genuinely is. Mm. It sounds so like wicker girl. Do you know what I mean? Like it's so, um, mm, mm-hmm. like you just morph into. Simply cannot. Yeah, you honestly, honestly, <laughs> you morph into a witch at this point. But you literally write a letter and you just burn it. And it's just so fucking, you just literally feel it leave you. Because it's like, yeah, mm. that's never going to be read, but it's out of me now. Mm. And I love it. It's literally a fucking magic spell, but love and it. And if it's not, do it again. Yeah, and also it's not out of you forever. Like it's going to come up again, but it's also no. you get your thoughts out. Yeah, because for me it was a real issue that I kept thinking, kind of on a Friday afternoon, it'd be like la di da di da. Oh my god, they told me that once, and it's like I actually don't yeah. have the time to be constantly reminding myself of these dumb things that I thought I'd forgotten. So I'm just going to get them it out is one toxic. last time, and then you reenact a whole argument where you like beat them in an argument, and it's like what? yeah, you finally say what it's you bad. say. Ugh. Don't no more fake arguments in the shower, guys. Waste We're only time. doing paper and burning it. <laughs> Send us pictures of your letters that you're burning. <laughs> Do you remember that time that we had a candle and we put self we <laughs> Do you remember that? Me and Erin did a magic spell. <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't work. It backfired. <laughs> it was a real eat slugs moment. What we did is we got a candle. And we wrote down on a piece of paper, <laughs> self-hatred. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so mortifying. We wrote down self-hatred on a piece, a very, very small piece of paper. And we're like, we're going to burn self-hatred. It doesn't exist anymore. We're getting rid of it from the world. And we put it into the candle. But because it was a candle and not a fire, it fell straight into the wax and kind of crystallised and just became a laminated piece of paper, essentially, with the word self-hatred hatred written really clearly on it <laughs> <I'm fucking dying. laughs> that was obviously the most i've ever fucking I've got a picture in my of life. it as well it's just a big old candle that says self-hatred. oh my god <laughs> oh shit and it was just this mm. piece of paper that was really thick but you could really clearly oh see god. self-hatred that and maybe i'll so put it on the story funny. so everyone can see it if we get any dms also, completely like um diminishes all of our credibility of everything we just said <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, it's so, so if all else fails <laughs> laminate oh, a piece of paper in wax <laughs> your embarrassing letter that you've written like i still love you it was like what? our kitchen candle that everyone would light it's like people are gonna see this fuck that was so funny forever sealed in wax <laughs> So that's why there's still self-hatred in the world, guys. We didn't manage to abolish it. <laughs> Maybe next time. Next cue? Yeah, let's do the next one. So, my best friend and I are kind of going down the same career path and I notice it gets competitive. Ooh. We have drifted recently, which I think has been good for us. I can't tell her any of my future business plans either as she just copies me and takes them as her ideas when they were mine. I'm not the only one who sees this either. I don't know if I should work on fixing the friendship or if I should just let it drift. A lot going on there. I love this one. I love when people write. They did this in the question boxes, but like jumping from question box to question box. I was loving yeah. it. It's like a whole puzzle you've got to put together. Um, yeah. I love this because I think it's so um, a universal problem. And I had this mm-hmm. in school and you're going to have this in every career you go into the thing that i immediately think of when i look at this question is how as you say universal it is and just i think not even if you're on the same career path i think just in life Mm. especially amongst women it's just so prevalent that 
there's so much comparison. It's really hard to avoid. Completely. Because we're told that we're... Um, I, we're just told a load of fucking bollocks and it goes somewhere. It sits in you and it just waits to jump out at someone. And the people it jumps out at are the people closest to you. So you see your friend succeeding and you view it as a, as a direct attack on your own success, which is horrific. And it's something that we are constantly challenging within ourselves and it's so important to constantly challenge. Really difficult. Yeah. Because beyond, like, communication... So they've drifted already. Yeah. So the, the other friend, I am inferring, the other friend is also picking up on this vibe and there's just a whole lot of kind of under-the-surface tension, I think. What I find sad about this one in particular is that it's surrounded by career and, like, ca- therefore mm. capitalism... It's like only one can be number one type of situation. Yeah. It's like you're not jeopardizing your life to have a friend. God, it's awful. Like they're not mutually exclusive. You could have both. You kind of need both. You you absolutely do. And also You need a friend. If you need one, whether a career or a friend, one is man made and one is instinctual. Go for the fucking friend. Always go for the friend. One is completely a societal construct of my career, my career, which is grounded in ego and money and ridiculous things and material possessions and just like um external opinions of your success man-made doesn't exist the other one is human connection with a like-minded person go for that always Mm. always prioritize that i think what also what this person is struggling with is that yeah i think i think the person wants that because they want to have this friendship and yet their friend is like stealing their ideas that would oh fucking piss me off well that's happened to me before (laughs) imagine i used to have someone at school many a time who i won't say the lesson too specific Ah, lesson is too obvious obvious. but i had someone who we were quite competitive in this one particular lesson and they always would kind of take my ideas a little bit i actually had it once at uni it's so painful when someone takes your ideas because it's so it feels so personal and um it just builds up such resentment because it's like how dare you take something that was very much inside my own body i expressed to you and now you pass it off as your own it's so painful it's really um sour yeah and it it leaves you with that poison feeling in your body of just like now i've got to prove that i was the smart one and it's like ah. Oh, I actually think I've just thought of the answer to this situation, which mm-hmm. is not my... So this is kind of what my friend does when her her friend... She has a friendship that is very much rooted in ego and the girl kind of that she's friends with is kind of very trying to be competitive with her about things and um, trying to kind of prove that she's like better at everything and kind of the prettier one, the cooler one and more people like her and things like that. They're very, very old friends, like... They're kind of her, like, childhood friends. So she, it's not a friendship she's willing to sacrifice, mm-hmm. yet that cannot be going on. What she does is absolutely genius, and she takes her swimming into a swimming pool. They've got wet hair, they're in swimming costumes, and it's just so genius because you cannot have an ego when your hair is wet and you're in a swimming pool and you're in a swimming costume and you're d- bit drowning a little bit and you're doing some fucking doggy paddle and you're doing the scuffle or whatever it's called. <laughs> Sculling. <laughs> you're like, I invented a new stroke. And they immediately, because their friendship was made in childhood and now they're adults and they're struggling with that kind of dynamic of like um, competitiveness and things like that. It just brings it all back. And I think it's fucking genius because it so just clever. strips ego from the whole thing. And you're just two kids in the water again. 
and it's genius. I honestly think it's it's so the go-to way. If you're in a competitive situation with your friend, go and you still value that friendship, go to a place that that, that ego has no place. It just ego can't, cannot yeah. exist in a swimming pool. And we're not talking also like a glamorous um, swimming pool. It's not like a pool party. No, it's like a kind of all the old people around. Oh, no, we're about. talking about a leisure. Yeah. Or they were. R.I.P. That's a bit much. Oh. <laughs> the corona is yeah. going to my head. Anyway. Yeah, just go somewhere that cannot be glamorous and you're not in an outfit and all your makeup comes off and you're back to being like um, a human, um, an animal, essentially. You're no you're longer You're just pure person. friends. Yeah. It's like, there's so much pretense. So say you're meeting your friend for coffee. You're kind of pretending to be adults and you're pretending that that's like a normal situation. Mm-hmm. Like we're going for coffee, but it's like, but we made friends by throwing mud in each other's faces when we were seven. And now we're going for coffee and I put on a little outfit. I've got little earrings in and I'm going for my yeah. look and I've come with a load of fucking baggage and ego with how I've chosen to dress myself. We've both driven here separately. And you're going to say, oh, so how is your job? It's great. Mark from the office says blah, 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 blah. And if you don't break that barrier immediately, yeah. it won't be broken the whole time and yeah. you'll drive home feeling a bit like ill. Totally. And have you had that? A bit stale. I've had that loads definitely you need to break the barrier immediately yeah. of being like my hair's really greasy i've just done a shit <laughs> yeah just say i've just done a shit yeah something <laughs> like, kind of that just immediately lowers the stakes and i would always say don't go for coffee don't meet in a cafe because it's just it's an environment that just is so fake to me like, what is this a job interview why are we sitting opposite each other drinking a cup like what is that? <laughs> like that's never yeah. happened before. Usually we're sitting in our pajamas and we're talking about whatever and we look like so it's why are we in outfits drinking from a cup opposite each other? No. Kind of are we like autumnal Christian bloggers? <laughs> No, with no. our pumpkin spice. Literally, I'm drinking a hot cocoa. Like no. Yeah. I can't do it's it bad. because I'm ne- like but I will meet you for a fucking dog walk where we're going to step in shit and we can fucking laugh our heads off. Kind of, you need to like go to the cinema and then like... I was going to say the cinema. The cinema is genius. It's the place to be. God, I can't wait to get back in that cinema. <laughs> oh, you just wait. Day in... <laughs> Cinema's not going to know what's hit it. <laughs> Should we answer the next question? Yeah. Okay, next question. And we're answering this in the nick of time. Mm-hmm. It just came in just now. Just came in hot off the press. <laughs> Bear with, because it's a bit complex, but I think it's interesting on a couple levels. There's a couple of things I want to pick yeah, up Yeah, and on. also we're really sorry if we didn't answer your questions. We literally got so many questions about this and we just talked for hours and hours on each single one. If you want another friendship, just hit us up and we'll do another one. So here we go. First term of uni, best friends with a boy who'd always complain about his girlfriend from home. I'd always tried to see her side of things, but ultimately she sounded toxic in brackets, cutting off his friends, etc. So in the end, I said, look, I want you to be happy. Just act accordingly to what will make you happy. He tried breaking up with her, didn't succeed. Now we rarely hear from him, but when they visit each other at uni, it's radio silence from him and he said he doesn't think anything's changed. But I think the only reason he's still occasionally replying and never reaches out first is because he's living with us next year. (laughs) Okay, I think a couple of things there. Well, I love it because it's about uni. So it's like, we have thoughts on this, but go on. Well, just, you're so right. At uni, everything is such a bubble where it's so 
like everything feels so extreme and like heightened it's quite it's just everything's a drama and it's so fun who you're living with feels oh, it's crazy yeah well that was one of the things that i wanted to pick up on was the fact that she said i think he's only replying to us because he's living mm. with us next year and it's so that thing of maintaining a friendship out of not just politics but just just enough to keep it hanging on <sighs> It's not okay. It's actually not okay. Not acceptable behaviour to do that, ever. Um, and Well, I had to do that. What, as in do just enough? In my first... I knew... For, I was in a similar situation in the sense that... And I think a lot of people are in the sense that you mm. know you're going to end up living with people that you don't have necessarily, like, a really amazingly healthy relationship with or, like, you're really close. Yeah. Like. I definitely had a situation where I knew I was going to be living with people. And to be honest, it was hanging on by a thread. Um, it was a group of girls and there were a lot of different dynamics in there. Should we say this isn't my group of friends? Like, this isn't me. Yeah, this is, this is nothing to we do with We live together Tuffy. in third year, but this must be a different year. This was, yeah, Prior. this is a different year. Yeah. Um, this is a different yeah. year. And to be honest... <laughs> I don't think there's any... From my end, there's no bad feelings because I I don't care and I'm sure mm. everyone is, you know, happy and living their best life. Um, and I, to be honest, think that for the most part, everyone's a nice person. But th- it was just a tricky situation where I knew I was going to be living with people that didn't necessarily fucking love me. And you didn't love. And I... It was <laughs> it was reciprocated. There was little to no love around. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it was a bit tough. So, and actually that ended up being a really shitty year. So you've got that ahead of you and I'm joking. Um, <laughs> to be honest, oh, I just thought that was interesting because I think, although that's coming from the other side, I think there'll be a lot it's of like people. Yeah, there was a lot of people saying kind of similar things of like i know that i'm going to be in a a scenario with someone for for a long for the long haul i'm in it for the long haul i'm not prepared to communicate what do i do and it really is just like you're hanging on by a thread and it's tough yeah um what i also thought was interesting was that it's so tricky Mm. let me read it the bit where they say first time of uni best friends with a boy who'd always complain about his girlfriend from home Oh my like, god. Oh, like I can just see it now. It's really I difficult. I can just see it now. It's so difficult. Relationships. So friendships and their relationships are really difficult because you're essentially accepting someone into your friendship group that you may not necessarily like. It's a really difficult thing because it's like they're a huge part of that person now, but if you don't like them then it's like what am I going to do? Mm. Like it's And it's also kind of the thing that we said in the last episode of um kind of when your friend is with a scrappy day, when your friend yeah. is with kind of a time waster or yeah. just someone who you think doesn't deserve them, at what point is it okay to intervene and try and help them out? Or are you just being an asshole and yeah. you should mind your business? Yeah, because it's like, it's not really so your business. Tough. But also, it depends on the closeness of the friendship. But also we are responsible yeah. for our friend's happiness a lot of the time. Yeah. It depends on the closeness of the friendship because... I 100% with my... If I had some weird random person coming up to me saying, I don't... Or some, like, peripheral friend coming up to me saying, I don't like your... I don't like the person you're in a a relationship with. I would be like, fuck off. It's none of your business. But if it was you or someone, I would be like, okay, I'm going to really listen. But then also you're relying on that person not shooting the messenger. Well, if you came to me and said, I've got a problem with Jack and here's why, (laughs) immediately I would be like, huh? 
Well, that's but alarm that's bells also because quite, that's, yeah, that's quite also specific. that's essentially marriage. Like that is a very very niche situation that you have been with Jack for so long and you live with him. It would be really random. And for also, you to say. <laughs> also, it's so different because Jack is a very self aware, um, kind of likable person. So it would be like, if I'm saying to you, I don't like Jack, it's kind of like, well, give Cute. me a... Re- <laughs> Back off. <laughs> no, but Jack is a nice person. <laughs> Get your... <laughs> I'm like, he's just texted me. <laughs> but it's very different because that would be like, well, why don't you like him? Like, there, there must be some other reason, but... And why did you never say something? But it's just like, give yeah. me your reasoning why and I'll listen to you. But if it's like... Well, I've got a close friend right now who I cannot stand the person that she's with oh really can't can't stand him for so many reasons i think he's just so undeserving of her to say the least Mm -hmm. just massively holds her back but i just can't and it actually is getting to the point where it's causing here i am miscommunication but it's got to the point where it causes a divide between her and i because she doesn't even know that i don't she doesn't know how i feel about him this is what i mean by it's so different when it's someone that you don't like suddenly the stories that they're saying don't seem so cute and Mm. don't seem so you're not so happy when they say oh yeah we're going on holiday you're kind of thinking yeah but you're fake fucking idiot yeah yeah, it just becomes like you're a fucking idiot and it's just a weird divide because you can't even talk about it. Yeah, what should this person do? So, okay, well, I think here in this person's scenario, I think it depends on what they want. Yeah. And also, I think it might be about maybe accepting that if what you want is kind of the best friend that you had in first term, irrespective of his girlfriend, you might not be able to get what you want. Yeah. Yeah. And that's nothing on necessarily you. It might just be that that person is just in no place to be answering to his girlfriend, answering to you, answering to himself. Yeah. The person seems quite confused and potentially like there might be a bit more to the situation with her saying um, that it's made him distance himself from all his friends and things like that. That seems like there's more to the situation than anything to do with you. Mm. Like he's distanced himself from all of his friends. Like That's very convenient that that happened. Yeah, and you're not responsible. You're not this guy's caretaker. So it's not down to you to say, oh, you know, you don't have to distance from your friends, by the mm-hmm. way, just because she told you so. Yeah. He's a grown... He should be 18 years old or over. Like, he's at university. Yeah. He should be smart enough to, like, hold himself accountable. You shouldn't have yeah. to. But then it's it's hard because oh, it's really difficult because it's like, wait, okay, so what, this person's now going to live with you next year. So this is going to come up. This is going to come up at some point when you're living with someone. Yeah, I would say prepare. At some point, <laughs> she's going to blow. Yeah, this is going to come up. But it doesn't have to come up in a horrific way. I would, again, go in with empathy and go in not all mm. guns blazing. Like, why did you... What, you only stayed in contact with us because yeah. you... You you what didn't well you knew you were living with us but you don't care blah 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 like, everything's changed it's like yes everything has changed and go in so sensitive yeah go in super vulnerable I really miss you are you okay mm-hmm. like maybe even say like I'm sorry maybe I haven't been the best about you and your GF yeah. if you feel like there is some place that you you do owe an apology and maybe he owes one too like I also think with uh, someone getting a boyfriend that you don't like. sometimes the best thing to do is like get to know them a bit and like spend time with them as a couple because yeah you're not going to know your friend anymore as their single friend because they're just different now but you can get to know his new life and what's going on there and things like that and make a bit of effort and yeah they the the girlfriend might turn out to be a fucking maniac but you've at least given it like your best shot 100 percent, and like you've tried yeah 
I think if you think it's worth it, you should try. It depends how good a friend he is. If he's, if you want to be mates with this person, then keep it going. But if you just are happy just to live with them and know that they um, are in a weird relationship at the moment where they've become um, distant, the thing and wait is, for it, it will to blow, blow over. over. Just make sure that you've got other good people around you and you're not waiting around for this guy to make your experience Never. at uni better because no one does that for you. No. <laughs> it's hard truth. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> okay, shall we call it a date? Call it a date. <laughs> Let's call it a date. I think we're done. We're nowhere near done. We're nowhere near done. We have so many more questions that we are obsessed with, but we just physically talk for about 45 minutes on each one, so we just can't. But we are not fucking around here. If you want us to answer your question, if you missed out and you wanted us to answer, blah, 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 just message us and say, loved the app. I love this specific bit. You're, You're amazing. Absolutely beautiful. Can I just point out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just ask us if you want another one, basically, because we will do it. If you don't ask, we won't do it. But if you do, we will, because we do enjoy it, and we hope you do too. Yeah, I mean, I've lo- I love this one, and it seems like, because this was a really requested one, and we've had so many questions about this, like... Oh, also, how are you guys finding the quality? Because I think we've been managing this coronavirus crisis pretty well, in terms of the podcast, at least. <laughs> in my personal life, I'm in ruins, <laughs> but on the podcast, the quality is exceptional. <laughs> yeah, I know, the podcast thriving. Me, dying. <laughs> but other than that, literally (laughs) okay right we'll see you next time guys thank you guys so much bye bye i hate the way i say bye mom deserves better than a drugstore card This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com